This is Alan. This is Brandon. And welcome to D6 Minutes, the miniatures gaming podcast where we choose a bunch of topics and talk about them for as long as the dice decide. All right, so we're now into 2023, and I think we've already, like, kicked off lots of new projects. So Uh I guess the first topic of this week, moving on from Uh our recaps, which this is also going to be a bit of a recap, but we're going to get back more into track, is Uh what have you been up to for the hobby in the last week? Let's go, Dice. Three minutes. All right, so what have I been doing? Well... I think if you've listened to the past uh, episodes, you will know that I've been doing a lot of 3D printing. Uh, And I've been, like, over the break, I've been trying to complete a bunch of uh, hobby goals, basically a bunch of hobby, like, endpoints that I'd started. And so the last one that I've been trying to complete, which I've been working on right now, is my Bolt Action Army. I didn't even have – I wasn't even going to have a Bolt Action Army. But then I decided, because I had a 3D printer, I could print a bunch of stuff. Um, and also, I guess I just wanted a bolt-action army. <laughs> I decided mm-hmm. to fill out my small Polish uh, contingent into a full army. Uh, and so I've been working on that to get a full 1,000-point bolt-action army ready. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't have the model, so I had to buy a whole bunch from Kromlech. And then I realized... Uh, a normal bolt action game is 1,250 points. Which means so how many guys? To, uh, 60 guys or something like that. Yeah, the problem with the Polish army is that like it's a little bit supposed to be a spammy like in terms of infantry. So mm-hmm. I had to buy a bunch of infantry. So uh, I finished what I had and then I I, I like started assembling and, and getting ready to paint another 20 guys. Yeah, so, I've twenty guys yet this year. The goal, though, the, the good thing is that for this army, um, I've decided not to work too like to make them. This is more of like a speed painting army, so I'm trying to do everything very, very quickly. It's just like a base coat and like a quick wash, a highlight. I don't even do eyes on these guys because they generally just have helmets that cover their eyes. So I'm like, why, why even paint the eyes? And they're 228, so they're a little bit smaller, and my eyes are old and crappy, so I'm like, forget this, I'm not doing this. Uh, so, yeah, so overall it's actually been quite fun, and I've been really, really painting things very quickly to a tabletop standard and using all these shortcuts for the bases. I'm using a whole bunch of gamer, gamer grass that I haven't used before, so just to, just to spruce them up quickly without actually putting too much work. So overall it's actually been very fun, and I think I'll be done in, in January, so... That's good. Yeah. How so about you? For the last week, I've actually been print, painting things that you have 3D printed. So the, the quality of them has all been great. And just because uh-huh. it's more small batch things, not army things, I've been trying mm-hmm. like different techniques on them. So the, yep. the not Space Marine guys by Matt Station that uh-huh. you gave me, uh, because they're sort of more, they're more flat surfaces. I went the uh-huh. airbrush route on them, and normally I don't try to have like airbrushing showing. I just use it for pre-shading. I actually mm-hmm. used it for doing more highlighting and shading because the miniatures were also a fair bit larger because they're sort of Primera size. That mm-hmm. the airbrush makes sense because I'm I don't have amazing aim with an airbrush, but at the mm-hmm. size that these are, I can actually do some highlighting and shading with the airbrush. Cool. Yeah. So got to use that sort of different painting yep. technique on them, and, and then the faces. The bases that you painted for them looked really great. I really thought those were great. And awesome. Well, those were also those were also just because it's a smaller batch thing. I'm willing to do more uh-huh. experimentation. And we were actually doing uh-huh. a hobby day when I painted those, so I 
you saw me yeah. paint them. Just yeah, it's just more painting fast and loose using interesting colors. So I think that yeah. might, I might want to set the tone for this year of just choosing like staying less the safe route of colors and trying more like experimental stuff. And with 3D printing, you don't feel like oh my god, I can't get any more of these. I I ruined yeah. it. It's like oh, you just really want more, can have more. Yeah, if you buy like a Primaris squad and then you want to paint them, you mess up one of the ten, you have to buy an entire box to get, to replace yeah. that guy. So you might want to save with your 3D colors. printing. You can just print off that one guy, which is great. Yep. Okay, so on to our next topics, which I think are going to be more things about what we've done in 22. So let's go. Oh, okay. I'll tell you what the Wait, thing what the topic is. is? I'll, I'll tell you what the topic is after. We'll keep the dice roll. So. Just looking back at 2022, wondering okay. what your you know what we we usually start with the negativity to you know work yeah, ourselves yeah, up. Of course. So what was your worst, least enjoyable war game you played in 2022? Yeah. So we're doing the last couple of things as a reflection, just a continuation. The last couple of wards that we can have. So yeah. what did you roll? Five. Oh, nice. So if you've listened to our previous ones, this is just going to be me bashing Necromunda 2017 more. Mm. Man, Necromunda, like I said, it is the not just the worst game that I that this is the 2017 one. Um, there are so many bad things about it. I don't want to rehash because you can literally go back. But like, I just want to reemphasize, this is the worst war game I have played in the past like 10 years, <laughs> and made even worse for the fact that Necromunda, the original one from 1999 or something like that, or earlier than that, mm -hmm. 1993 or something like that, or seven, uh, we played that too. And that game is so much better than the new one. And you're like, why did you change this? This game is uh, so much worse. And to keep the keep that ball rolling, they created Ash Wastes to, you know, oh, we created a skirmish game where you can have small miniature collections. They're like, how about we ruin that some more and put vehicles in? Just like Ugh. really screw this up. And the terrain for that, you're like, all the terrain's up on stilts. What happens when my yeah. guys are on the ground? It's like, oh, they just get shot. It's like, but how do you move around the board now? Oh, you just stand in a tower and snipe each other? Like as the worst like camping <laughs> aspect of what could possibly yes. have. Like I don't, I can't even see how this game is supposed to play in a way that's supposed to be fun. And just kind of continuing on the. This is yours, but I, I think you already yeah. griped for it for long enough on the last yeah, podcast. Yeah, you can gripe. Yeah. But just the whole mechanic, because I played Corpse Grinders, which are highly uh -huh. melee-focused. But with how yeah. the mechanics work, you get shot, you get hit, you automatically get pinned, which means you have to stand up next round, and then you can shoot, which is kind of fine if you're just having like a shooting standoff, like it's uh -huh. some sort of like Old West thing where you're just like peeking out and shooting each other from around the corners. But yeah. when you're playing a belief action, you walk forwards into the open, which means you get shot easily, then you can't move anymore, and you have no guns, which then means you can't do anything. And it's just yeah. and also like if you're trying to play a tactical That's okay because the corpse grinders are kind of stupid and broken because the crappy guys for some reason have super good ballistic skill, unlike the other armies. Yeah, and they're cheap and they can take amazing <laughs> weapons and they infiltrate and they're like right in front of your opponent's army. Yeah, it, <laughs> it doesn't play anything uh, like you'd think they should play once you build them up. Yeah, and just because the whole mechanic of pinning, like, okay, it's sort of interesting that you get pinned, but the fact you get pinned every time means that you can't take risks and just try and, like, outmaneuver your opponent because you, you go out in the open to try and outmaneuver them. You get hit, and sure, maybe you could have enough terrain, which we usually did, 
but it just it discourages trying to reposition your army and just encourages you just sitting there just shooting back and forth. So that comes down to, oh, who managed to purchase the best guns to shoot each other back and forth with just standing there like, like said, some sort of... of the mission system yeah. just makes it all bad. Yes. All right. So do we go on for long enough about, about Necromunda for your liking, or do you want to keep going? Because we, um, we've got a little longer. Should I, I move on to mine? Say... The last thing I want to say about this is maybe, you know, we did bash about it a lot. So I just want to talk about something more positive. Um, not positive about Necromunda 2017 because it's terrible. Um, but if you like. Oh, also, one last thing is that they kind of made the setting worse because they they tried to make it more like they just made the entire setting worse. I don't want to talk too much more about the worst things about Necromunda because we did it so much in the previous podcasts. But if you like Necromunda. May I said and the setting, which I actually think the setting is the best part of Necromunda. Try playing the community edition of the real Necromunda, which is the original one. The community yeah. edition is an updated free version that you can get of the original Necromunda that is cleaned up. They have done some changes to the game, honestly, to clean up some of the balance issues, which, you know, the original Necromunda wasn't perfect. They had some balance things that they changed, and they made it easier for you to play because there's some dice and, and stuff that is hard to get in, in in modern times. And they cleaned it up, and they're like, and honestly, it was very fun. It's very good. It has that same that feeling, that nitty gritty like gang war Necromunda, whereas Necromunda feels more like instead of a gang, it feels more like like you're playing police forces from a bunch of of savage people it feels almost more like um like the houses from uh dune that it feels like gangs even mm -hmm. though it's called gang war and stuff go figure whereas yeah. the original necromunda has that feeling has all that kind of stuff way better rules way more fun the only issue with the original necromunda is it's not i go you go but they do have an overwatch kind of thing that makes it uh, quite a bit better so i would recommend for anyone if you do not if you if this rings a bell at all and you like Necromunda, but the gameplay has, has been frustrating in some ways, try the old Necromunda. It is a lot more rewarding, a lot more balanced, a lot more fun, a lot more mm -hmm. thematic, like a lot more better in every single way. Yeah. So I think for mine in the last minute here, my, <laughs> <Sorry>. least, my <laughs> least favorite uh, is not Necromunda because I think people know what they're getting into there. My least favorite is actually Stargrave. Interesting. Because I feel like it tarnishes Frostgrave. Like Frostgrave <laughs> is so good. But then people are like, yeah. oh, I like I like sci-fi, so I'll play the sci-fi version. And it is not as good. And I think it just, by people trying it, they're going to be like, oh, Frostgrave can't be that good because this isn't that good. Like, And also, like the other part of it is that with sci-fi, I want the feeling of things being high-tech. And just mm -hmm. looking at how the unit profiles are and everything else is like that. Everything feels very basic and not high tech. And it feels just like magic has been layered onto what sci-fi is. So it doesn't really even feel technological to me. It feels like some sort of weird like cyber magic thing almost. It just it doesn't have it doesn't have the right elements, I think, that sci-fi should have. And okay. like the super simple rule set is good, but I just I think the super 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 simple rule sets are almost better for where you want to go into melee and stuff like that, and you mm -hmm. want like a bit more rolling for sci-fi if you really want like a true sci-fi game. Okay. So interesting. I don't know. That's yeah. that's why just very short thing on why Stargrave felt like a, a letdown. 
I could, I could, so I agree with some things. I gotta say, like I'm not fully in agreement. Some people would call that disagreeing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, so you, yeah, because you've gone to, to play. Be, it, I tried to ramble to positive. Yeah. So um, I do agree though that the game overall is not as good as Frostgrave. Um, and I think if you're gonna play a grave-like game, it should be Frostgrave. The Frostgrave is very well done, very thematic, and everything like that. I don't think I, I i kind of agree with you in terms of like the stargrave uh theme not being like super like polished sci-fi but i don't think that's the kind of game that it was going for it was going more for like a pulpy uh you could say like flash gordon-esque kind more sci science fiction more like in the you know bounty hunters and and, and more ground level kind of kind of thing so i i I don't think I think it's a lot closer to the theme than uh, I think you give it credit for, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. If you look at so the thing is pulp science fiction, right? It is more fantasy like, right? If you look at like, oh yeah, um, they try to put Jedi in there and all sorts of stuff like that. So. Yeah, like John Carter of Mars kind of esque mm-hmm. thing, right? That's what I feel like it feels a little bit more of, or more like you know silly aliens with like you know. Humans basically with silly masks on <laughs> as aliens mm-hmm. in that that kind of theme. So um, that kind of campy kind of science fiction, I think it does a pretty good job. But I totally agree, it's not as good as uh, Frostgrave. And honestly, though, I have seen a lot of people actually go to it because they like science fiction and use that in lieu of, for example, Games Workshop things. Because even though it's not as good as as Frostgrave, I totally agree with you there. Um, it is better than a lot. Like it's better than Necromunda as a game. It's better mm-hmm. than Necromunda. yeah. It's and just possibly possibly Kill Team too. So <laughs> I, I think it's way better than Kill Team too. Yeah. Okay, so so that that is our that is our bashing of something. Yeah, of but because this is negative solidarity. Fuck those games. <laughs> yes, excellent. <laughs> Even okay. though I will play the second one. All right. All right. Next question. All right. So now. We've expunged all of our negative feelings. We are as one. We are at peace now. Now it's time to just gush. Best war game, in our opinion, of 2022. Oh, I have to roll the dice. Yes. Two minutes. It's good. I, Two I, minutes. I think this is not going to come to any surprise for people, so you go first. All right. I'm just going to say Infinity because I have bought mm. – so many things I want to build next year. I don't even know when I'm going to start building them because I'm building uh, and painting guys for our game. Actually, technically I'm just painting them because there's just I've shown you an entire box with yeah. guys that are kind of laying on top of each other unceremoniously. But don't worry, I'm sure they're not chipping <laughs> each other. So I just have uh, so many affinity projects I want to build just from the creative aspect and from the like ability to build interesting different armies and different factions. Mm-hmm. So to play differently. Yeah, like not even to talk about how good the rule set is just about how you can build interesting different armies that aren't about comboing either. Because I, yeah. I just don't feel like being the person who just sits back there and figures out the combos before the game, then executes them on the board. I just like how Infinity lets you, like, in the middle of the game, come up with creative tactical solutions and, like, see what your opponent does that breaks yours, then you have to come up with something new on the fly. So I just... We only have two minutes, so but great. I love it for all those reasons. Yeah, and I, I, one thing I got to say that's that's made Infinity better that we I kind of we kind of mentioned this before, but like um, besides just the mission set that has just gotten better and better, 
right, the ITS missions that has kept things interesting as well because they changed it up, uh, is they have been releasing more than just infantry more recently. So you have, like, even in terms of the miniatures that you put on the table, they're looking more and more different, right? There's more bikes. There's more other things. They're, they're experimenting more. There's interesting they're putting in more types. remotes. There's different styles of remotes, not just four-legged remotes. Yeah. They've got remotes that are like on two legs. Yeah. More we- There's some wheels they're trying out. You know. It's... Yeah. So they've really been experimenting in terms of sculpting, and I've really enjoyed that. So there's like just a lot of larger, wider variety for people who like painting. If they had just not done that issue that I had, which was my number one negative, uh, you'll have to listen to the podcast. Uh, a few episodes before we went over like the worst things in wargaming to know what I'm talking about. But yeah, besides that, I love the fact that they're expanding out in terms of the look. Uh, so anything else about Infinity before I go to mine? No, I've done my one. All right. My number one, again, is no surprise to anyone who has listened to our podcast uh, for a while. Uh, it is Frostgrave. So Frostgrave, uh, second edition, is has been so fun for me. Uh, second edition, we're going through Maze of Malkor, and you know all of the old campaigns you can play in the new second edition of the game. Everything is more cleaned up, and the missions, as we said before, Joe McCullough is just great at creating thematic missions that have made it super fun to play. Um, I've really been enjoying it, and honestly, like we, we also I, I, part of it is just having a great group of guys who play it and and having that long-standing campaign where everything comes together and then all the people are showing up again to play it it is just a great game i'd recommend it to, to everyone i did try out more time and honest and i will be trying it out more next uh, next year but i think if you like more time try Frostgrave. in my opinion it's a newer cleaner version of the game more focused on wizards and winter but if you're okay with that switch in theme like it is it's so great i love it yeah, just, I just like how there's less shooting going on because of how they've changed how you can build your armies in the second edition. So people yeah. are encouraged to really get in there because in first edition, it was encouraged to sit back and shoot each other with bowmen. But now yeah. they've cut those down to a max of four per side. It means like you want to get in there because it's all about grabbing treasure. So I yeah. just think it moved the game in the right direction with cutting yeah. down on the shooting and getting in there and just punching each other and having an all-out brawl in the middle with everybody over treasure. It's, yeah. So, yep. Uh, so yeah, those are our two favorite games. I guess just a short thing. Do we have any more time? No, we we hit ten directly on. So oh, nice. We don't we don't have to keep rolling. All right. So, is there anything else you want to say about uh, favorite worst games? Any runners up you want to just quickly mention before we wrap up? So I think we kind of yeah. about favorites. We did give Malifaux a try in 2022. Third edition? Was that 2022? I don't, I don't remember, honestly. We only played it once and it went pretty quickly. So I think it was in the okay. spring of this year. Okay. But I just liked how it's... It's not the game for me, I wouldn't say. I mean, the figures are excellent, so like, mm-hmm. if I had time, I'd totally paint them. But just for yeah. a game for people who like comboing off, kind of like how Magic the Gathering works, I just think it's or much... Or the old War Machine... Yeah, that's exactly where I was going. Now that War Machine has shot it in its foot, maybe it's groin too. The like, and <laughs> yeah. the fact that you can play the combo game without having to move around hordes of guys at once, because comboing is not about having this big army on the board like 40k. It's about pulling your combos off and just being able to yeah. make that happen more seamlessly with fewer guys on the board. Mm-hmm. It's just it seems like a game that I think a lot of people could enjoy. 
Yeah, I Not think me. so. I, 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 I do think that uh, I know the Malifaux group in our, our store is, is starting to come back, but I definitely think that that is a game that deserves more love than it's getting. Well, yeah, so. and and it went the right direction. I know we've talked about this for ages. The having online rules, online cards means that if something goes wrong with the game, they can fix it if they. Yeah. And I think they care to fix these things. So yeah, they have an army builder now. Yeah, they've it's they've just how you assemble your army. Yeah, so like, what's expected of a game in 2023? I know if they're releasing all this stuff for free, they want you to buy models as mm-hmm. their way of getting anything to keep this going. But I just think for a game that could be more competitive, which is what the competitive, or, or which for people who want to play comboy games, is uh-huh. looking for, because you want proof your combo is good, so you've got to yeah. play that in a competitive way. I think they've set the whole game up in the right direction. Yeah, I agree. Uh, although I did look, it's, it seems like a little bit intimidating to get, to get in oh, and yeah. play casually. Oh, yeah. But it's that's definitely... Not, I'm not going to. Yeah, that's why I don't know if we can fit it in. Like, uh, But I enjoyed it quite a lot when we played it. So, Yep, all right. Uh, for me, I guess I should say uh, another game that we should crap on. No, you know, let's do positive. <laughs> uh, just one last thing. I just want to give another shout-out to Battletech. Uh like I said, it's mostly the miniatures that kind of, like I said before, like in other podcasts, it's the miniatures. It's a nice different kind of system that you play. If you don't like measuring and you just play on the spaces, this is like an old, venerable game with a lot of history, a lot of theme, a lot of cool stuff going into it. But you don't have to measure things. And like I literally played a game on that map, um, and we just took a picture of the board. And the board is numbered on each space. So it's like chess. Like, literally, you could pack up everything and then reassemble everything and play another game, which I thought was it's kind of cool. Because if you try and do that with miniatures, like, with no with no map and no spaces, it's so much harder to recreate it afterwards. So Interesting. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Even though the game, I think, is way too complicated and there's, there's things that could be done better. But overall, great game. I'd recommend that one, too. All right, so I think the next episode we're going to keep going with maybe not a retrospective, but just like a beginning of the year look ahead. So listen for that. Yep. Uh, Yeah, and if you have any questions about or comments about the previous year and all the the stuff we've talked about or any things about the new year you want us to answer, uh, email us at contact at diceovereverything.com. Yep, or find us on Facebook. We're Dice Over Everything. This has been Alan. Yeah, it's been Brandon. Bye.